0: How do, Bs and Gs? Uh, and welcome to this particular edition of the Kakuturgi Fightcast, which is brought to you on behalf of the Kakuturgi Fight Forum, which in my humble opinion is the preeminent place to go to look at combat sports news, views, and whatever else you'd like to look at. There's uh, all sorts of other subboards on there for you to peruse. It's absolutely free to join. Please do so. We'd we'll love to have you aboard the craft. Come by and say Hello. Anyway, uh, today's particular edition is going to be focusing on this recent Glory 34, which went down, as I record this, about a day and a half ago. But before we slide into that, I'm going to have another attempt at a quiz for a little bit of interaction, if anybody's listening. Uh, Last time I tried a Furious 5 quiz, I'm going to have a different tack on this particular uh, edition. What I'm going to do, I'm going to give you five clues, um, and they will be the identity, they will reveal the identity of a particular combat sports figure past or present, I'm not going to tell you which. But here we go, the first of the five, I'll do all five in um, straight order, here we go. Clue number one, I am one and four, that's one win and four losses against K1 World Grand Prix Final Champions. Clue number two, I almost started a fight backstage that was caught on camera and I wasn't even competing on the card at that time. Clue number three, I once shared a ring with Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali at the same time. Clue number four. Despite my inexperience at mixed martial arts, I have fought a former UFC champion under MMA rules. And final clue number five. Eurosport commentator, the legendary Sensei Will Vanders, would always comment on how good I looked. Who am I? There you go. If you have any ideas who it is, please let us know via the normal channels you could let us know via the forum if you sign up to that or if you're a member of the forum you could just put your answer in you can also let us know via the YouTube comments Soundclay comments and I think you can comment on iTunes I'm not quite sure but please if you have any idea who it is have a stab and I will give you an answer at the next cast. if I do remember just for at the end of the show I will run through those five clues again anyway that's who am I giving you a go on that one And then we'll move on to the the main topic at hand, Glory 34, which went down on the 22nd of October at the First Bank Centre in Broomfield, Colorado, but yet the event was advertised as Glory 34 Denver. Picking there, aren't I? Uh, I think they've done the same thing as well in, where was it? I can't remember where it was. I think it might might have been LA. Yes, it it was. It should have been Glory Ontario, but it was Glory LA. There you go. Anyway, the first foot on tap was lightweight contest, a point I want to bring up straight away. Uh, it was both men weighed in, that's Justin Houghton and Jonathan Johnny Tsunami Wadurko. Both men weighed in at £150, pounds, which is um, obviously within the lightweight limit, but it was um, advertised as a featherweight contest, so either both men didn't make weight, or there was either a mistake going on with the glory graphics, I'm not quite sure. Um, I'm not going to rag on the gentlemen boat too much, because I d- certainly couldn't do what they do in th- within the... The Four Corners. But I must say that I don't think either man is glory ready just yet. I think ideal situation would have both of those gentlemen competing on the undercard, which airs before the Super Fight Series. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Glory have a handful of fights before their their uh, events start, which is, um, I think it's whoever the local promotions are, in around the area where they have a show at the time. They'll have a few few contests like that. I think that Mr. Houghton and Mr. Wadurka would be better off suited for those uh, While well, they brush up their skills. Uh, Justin scored the win. I had a 29-28. Uh, it was a split decision. How it, however one judge scored to a Durko, I have no idea. But that was the first one. Uh, second contest saw Richard Abraham against Michael Matata. Uh, the first thing I wanted to note about Mr. Matata was his nickname. Which was the Blood Diamond, which is very close, so close to a nickname. I would love a photo to come out to one day, and that is of the Blood Orange. Someone's got to have that name one day, surely. But anyway, um, all three judges scored it 30-27 to Abraham. I had it 29-28. Um, the judges seemed bizarrely high on Mateta. Uh, really did go overboard with his work. Uh, I didn't think he was particularly impressive. He was awkward. Um, he wasn't tricky. There's a difference, I think, between tricky and awkward. Um, but once fatigue started to set in, um, then that that lack of the lack of basic fundamentals, I think, really shone through for Mr. Mateta. Um, Abraham constantly comes forward, throwing shots, uh, feet, fists, and knees. Um, I think he's something, somebody that Glory will build on in the future. As he has a human interest story. I, be, I believe he has a young child who died. Um, his name is Maximus, which is where he picks his nickname up from. So I would not be at all surprised to see him uh, focused on a little bit more going forward. He's not a bad fighter at all, really, is he Mr. Abraham? Um, and I'm, I'm quite pleased he picked up the victory there. Matata seems to be a gym mate of Israel Adesanya. Um, onwards and upwards for him, hopefully, going forth. At uh, The third contest, this is when things started to get really a little bit interesting for me. Tong Chai Song Pinong, we're very interested to see how he fares going forward, and in this particular bout against Casey Green. Uh, Casey, of course, is a Glory alum, competed several times for Glory. He's more of an MMA guy than a kickboxing guy, and unfortunately for him, I think that really did shone, shine through on the night. Tong Chai was levels above uh, Mr. Green. I think going forward, uh, something that Glory would like, or should... Um, take a bit of an interest in uh, their matchmaking because that there was light years between the gentlemen when it came to striking. Also, there's a lot i luck like to say about the officiating on that contest. Uh, Tom Johnson, of course, dilly-dallied, dilly-dallied a little bit, but I think the main problem was that um, I, I believe there's a rule for the Colorado Commission that it states that a corner man cannot throw a towel into the ring and he cannot get onto the ring apron. He has to alert the inspector, who was the gentleman who um, told the referee to stop the fight. Uh, Commentator Ron Crock said it was the ringside doctor. I do not believe it was. I believe it was the ringside inspector. Each corner has an inspector who views what's going on in between rounds to make sure they're not applying too much Vaseline or... Could be doing all, all types of illegal activities if there wasn't an inspector there. I know, for example, in Las Vegas and California, uh, you are not allowed to douse your uh, the cornermen are not allowed to douse the fighters in with water. Uh, so I don't know how Mike's Jim would get along on that. But the inspectors are there to enforce those types of rules. And um, there was just that couple of seconds difference in between um, the inspector. Being alerted and then getting onto the ring apron to tell the referee was all the difference. I think if you, the, the corner man was allowed to just throw the towel into the ring, then that vicious knockout at the end of the fight would have been averted, in my opinion. Um, Casey also seemed to pick up a, what seemed to be a particularly nasty knee injury um, when he was rocked at the end of the first round. And he did that, oh, that awful dance where he looked like a new newborn foal. Um, Going forward, I think if Casey's going to continue in the glory ring, he needs to be matched accordingly. Tongchai, like I said, it's going to be fascinating to see how he goes forward from here. I believe he has some sort of dedication problems, and he has a, a gambling problem as well as it regards to chickens in his native Thailand. But, of course, I think after that performance, a lot of people will be looking forward to a potential Nicky Tong Chai battle. should be interesting to see if that one comes to fruition, whether tong Chai can get there. Uh, Tongchai, of course, picked up a loss... Uh, I think it was under Kunlun uh, to Noel and Moali, which was a big upset. So that really does put um, into perspective how he's got to um, go forward. I would have imagined in glory. I did not think you could throw him into the wolves just yet. I think he needs one or two fights experience under the kickboxing rule set. Uh, that's that one out of the way. I just wanted to notice that um, for the super fight series, it did seem very well attended. I've seen some super fight series. For glory, where you can also almost hear the fans and the people in attendance sniffing and sneezing. It's been that sparsely attended, but that wasn't the case this time, I'm glad to say. Uh, Then we had Saulo Cavallari defeating Brian Dowys in what wasn't much of a contest at all, was it really? Uh, Poor Mr. Dowys was constantly throwing himself off balance and um, was going into clinches a lot, too many clinches. I think the referee, Oscar Martinez... I've heard that name before somewhere, um, should have been deducting points. Uh, I must say, first of all, regarding the referees, I think they're more MMA-centred uh, officials rather than kickboxing. I think that showed a little bit in the, the, the course of the night. Um, Dawez is his second straight a- appearance in Glory where he's been a bit of a clinch fest. I think going forward for Glory, I don't. to be honest, I think with two straight appearances, two disappointing performances, I think that's something that... Um, glory need to address if they're going to keep on using brian Uh, i also noticed that brian was with mike's gym Um, in the past he's been with the coliseum i think was his previous appearance for glory and he's also had a spell training with the legend that is peter arts but he appears to have made the switch to mike's gym and the other thing i wanted to notice on mr Dow is um, his eyelid he does appear to have a little bit of a droopy eyelid Uh, i'm wondering how he got past the commission checks I know in Vegas and California, he would they are very stringent, and I, I don't know if he would get past the particular medical checks there. Um, I know that there was years ago, going back to about uh, 1996, Olympic gold medalist, boxing gold medalist, David Reed. He suffered from the same sort of thing, but I think it was actually a fair bit worse. He had a droopy eyelid. Um, he had numerous operations to correct it, but because of his profession, being a professional boxer, that really didn't help. And I think his surgeons told him that if you can, can, can continue to be a pro boxer while having these operations, there will become a point. There will be a point of no return when it will droop and it will continue, and your your vision will be severely compromised. And that, unfortunately, I believe, is what happened to David. I remember reading an article. I think it was either the Ring magazine or Boxing News, where his former coach Al Mitchell um said that David was suffering from depression due to his um his eyelid problems. So I'm hoping that's something that Brian won't suffer with in years to go. I'm a lot interested to know what his actual problem with that eyelid is. And then we had the main event of the Superfight series, which is Gabriel Varga defending his featherweight championship against Robin van Roosmarlen, making his um, featherweight debut for Glory. Also made a little bit of history in becoming the first Glory fighter to win two uh, belts at different weight divisions. Um, I I actually thought going into the contest that Gabriel... I thought it was going to be a, a late-round contest. I thought if Ruben was going to win, he would have to get a finish. If Gabriel was going to win, it would be via decision. Uh, first round, it definitely seemed to be a Varga type of fight. Uh, he bloodied Robben's nose pretty quickly. But um, when Ruben scored that knockdown in the second round, and I believe run of Gabriel Varga's teeth were removed from his mouth, that, that really did seem to have a psychological effect on Gabriel. And from that point on, um, Gabriel really did struggle, and it was a bit of a... the uh, RVR show going forward from there. Um, Gabriel seems to be one of those cerebral types of fighters, in my opinion, where he, he needs time to think and um, look at all the angles and those sorts of things. If he's drawn into a contest where he's got to bite down on his non-existent gum shield, because, he's, of course, his corner forgot to put the gum shield in prior to that second round, and when he has to actually bite down on the gum shield and fight, I think that's when Gabriel will have a little bit of trouble. But from that point on, uh, Gabriel's... More or less out of the fight, he seemed to be affected psychologically. Like I said, and um, Robin continued to go forward, winning the rounds until the fourth round, when um, at the end of the round, the referee or the Gabriel's corner decided that that was it and that Robin was to be the new champion. Robin is a big. I'm a big fan of his. Um, how can you not be if you're a fight fan? He's constantly going forward, constantly aggressive, and he always gives good value for money. Hope Gabriel can come back from this. He just seemed to be a genuinely uh, nice guy. Um. He's I think he's spoke about moving into MMA as have a lot of glory fighters over the last couple of years. Interesting to see how uh, that pans out for Gabriel. I uh, hope he doesn't give up too too much and can continues on the road to getting back his featherweight championship. But that was a super fight series. Um what just wanna pick what anything else I wanna pick up. Oh the, I noticed that I wanna notice that Glory now scores spectacular techniques, which is something that K one were planning on doing in the latter days of FEG. I E. G. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, Sadaharu Tanakao was adamant that that was something that Glory were going to implement excuse me, K1 were going to implement should FEG would have stuck around spectacular techniques uh, flashy uh, shots were going to be scored a lot more than just regular ones Um, but again I don't know if that's something that especially when you consider American judges because they are rather entrenched in their views and ways of scoring contests some of them have no idea at all really unfortunately Um, so I'm wondering how that will go how that will fair going forward for Glory in uh, events and years to come. And then we moved on to the main show, which was the, it began with the middleweight contender tournament, the first semi-final, Yusri Belgari versus Ariel Machado. Uh, Machado is always a bit of an awkward customer. There's never really much to go on in these contests, the ones that I've seen in Glory. And um, they're always pretty difficult to score, I think. I added the same as the judges, though, 29-28 to Belgari, who then moved on to face Israel Adesanya. The Black Dragon, who um, defeated the White Dragon in his semi-final, Robert Thomas. Uh, Poor Mr Thomas, can't buy a winning glory, it seems like. Uh, Israel scored that rather wonderful flash knee knockdown, and I think it was the third round. He also scored a knockdown in the second. Perfectly timed shot, it was. Uh, Israel was definitely in tournament mode, holding a little bit back, and uh, it showed, I think, going forward into the finals. Um, and yeah, Rice scored it 30-25 to Israel Adesanya, uh, as did two of the judges, and the third saw a little bit of sympathy for Robert and scored at 29-26. And that meant we m- moved on to Simon Marcus's rather quick-fire return to the glory ring against Dustin Jacoby. Simon, it's got to be said, I think, in my opinion, shouldn't have been in the ring. He should have still been serving a medical suspension of some description. Um, any inside-the-distance loss should be seen as um, so like I always say, safety first. can't have enough safety when it comes to combat sports. If Simon would have suffered another inside schedule victory, questions would have had to have been asked. But as it was, he scored a, a victory at the top of the second round due to um, breaking, appears to be a breaking of Dustin's forearm. Something I wanted to note on that particular contest is that the referee, uh, the belt to be- uh, begin the second round went, then the referee took... Uh, Dustin over to the doctor for an appraisal, and then the doctor appeared to, of course, wave the fight off. In my opinion, the fight should have been waved off immediately. I think that um, doctors should only have a look through an ac- accidental foul or a cut, um, a- an injury which has been caused due to a strike from another fighter, that means the fight should have been immediately waved off, and then, of course, Dustin then gets the the requisite medical attention, so that's just something that... I don't know if that's me being pedantic or what. I just didn't. in fact, as I've seen fights before, where, uh, for example, that last um, there was Terry Flanagan who won the WBO lightweight championship against Jose Zapeda. They both threw the same shot at the same time. I think Zapeda was southpaw and Flanagan was orthodox, or other way around. And they both threw the same shot at the same time. It was a lead left hook, or a lead a lead shot anyway. And um, their arms got caught around each other. Jose's shoulder came out of joint, and the fight was waved off. There was no appraisal, it was just sorry, bad luck, fights off. But anyway, I'm getting a little bit hung up on that fact. And then we move to the final of the middleweight contender tournament, Yusri Belgari and Israel Adesanya, which was a rematch from Glory of Heroes, in which I thought Yusri was a little bit hard done by. Not to be in this case, um, I thought Israel did enough to, vit- to score the victory um, again wasn't much of a contest really, wasn't much to go on, nothing of any any particular note. Um, One thing I would like to mention was that there was no mention on Israel's part of his Chinese trainer in his post-fight interview, he really put over his team in New Zealand, which makes me wonder that his whole um, Chinese trainer thing when he's in Glory of Heroes is a touch disingenuous, especially when he he continues on about my Chinese people, my Chinese friends. It's obviously just a, a work just to uh, get him over with the Chinese audience, and then we came to the main event: Nicky Holtzken going to twelve and zero in Glory, scoring a unanimous decision victory over Myrtle Grunhart. Completely different fight to their previous Glory outing, and that was a that was a real humdinger myself. At this time Nicky was using a, f- a fair bit of lateral movement, concentrating on the kicks for a hell of a lot of kicks and scored with a lot of them as well. I sco- or scored the first three rounds to Nikki. 3-zip, thirty twenty seven, but then Nicky again has seemed to be in the last contest, he did seem to um, have a bit of a stamina issue and Myrtle was really putting it on him in the final two rounds, I think yeah. he hurt him quite badly in the fourth, maybe the fifth round um, but Nicky held, held on for the victory um, he's, al- he's almost to the point now where he's doing a Marvin Hagler, he's going to have to go through the same contenders that he's already defeated he's that um, consistent and impressive so I'm of course, Tong Shai is looming on the horizon, but like I said, I think he needs a two or three more victories before he can get him into a challenge position. Hopefully, maybe he can win the contender tournament if he's in it, which will be going down at Glory 37 in LA. Featherweight Championship is scheduled to be on the line. Uh, Robin will be defending it against, who knows when Glory's choices are going to. It's going to be Matt Embry, isn't it? That's right, Matt Embry. In A fascinating contest there. Embry really got over uh, last time out for Glory, but you've got to imagine that rvr uh, will score the victory there and also on glory thirty seven will be a welterweight contender tournament no idea who will be in there sometimes glory throw a curveball as to who you expect is going to be in the tournament and it is scheduled to be a lightweight championship match which is a bit hopeful booking when you consider that glory thirty five nice is yet to have a lightweight championship match go down um between sita choi pinong and marat gregorian so they're already planning ahead there it's good to see um, one other thing I noticed was that at the end of the main event, Tim Hughes um, mentioned that Liberty Global, uh, a gentleman from Liberty Global, was uh, presenting uh, the the belt or whatever it was, cheque, whatever it is they give to the winner. Um, so Liberty Global are definitely on board with the um, the Western side of glory. Um, I, I was I had a bit of a thought in the back of my mind that Liberty Global along with the other media company that have bought into glory, we're going to be concentrating on the Chinese strain of glory, whatever that's going to be called. That's a a fight cast for another time going forward. I know that myself and Shades of the venerable Kixi.com, the kickboxing database to go by in the 21st century, I think. Use Kixi for any of your kickboxing needs, schedules, results, anything like that, use it. It's the place to go for that sort of thing. Uh, Me and Shades of Kixi.com, uh, discussing on the fight forum, Kakaturgi fight forum, about whether Glory will use the Glory name when they get get up and running in China. Uh, Interested to see. I don't think they will. He doesn't think they will either. But yeah, Liberty, Liberty Global seemed to be spending some money and time with the western side of Glory, which I was looking, which was ho- hoping to be the case, and it is good to see. Great for Glory. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention that there was a between bouts house MC who was for the fans in attendance, just to make sure they didn't get restless and bored, and keep them up to date what was going on. But I wanted to make a quick note that he described one of the sponsors for Glory 34, which was Tavoli Beer, he described their beer as refreshing, delicious, and I've no idea how he gets to this presumption, uh, sexual, sexual beer. I remember years ago, Guinness, where it stopped from describing Guinness as being good for you, so I'm wondering how Tavoli can get away with refreshing, delicious and sexual. Interesting. Um, I think that's everything I've covered for today. I will just quickly go over those five clues for the Who Am I again. Um, Before I go, I just would like to say big thanks as always to Kakatogi.com's resident Merlin, Patrick. If I didn't have him on board for this, then there's no way this fight cast would be possible for his graphics. Uh, presentation and also for his editing skills. Thank you very much to Patrick. Uh, As I said before, uh, please, if you haven't done so, join the Kakatogi.Proballs.Com fight forum. We'd love to hear your views. Come say hello to all the gang. Um, And I think that's everything covered. I'll just go through those five clues again for the Who Am I quiz. I am one and four against K1 World Grand Prix Final Champions. I almost started a fight backstage that was caught on camera, and I wasn't even competing on the card at the time. Number three, I once shared a ring with Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali at the same time. Number four, despite my inexperience at mixed martial arts, I have fought a former UFC champion under that rule set. And clue number five, Eurosport commentator Sensei Will Vanders always would comment on how good I looked. Who am I? Anyway, that's this particular edition of the Kakatogi Fightcast, done and dusted. Um, as I like to say, keep rolling with life's punches and keep your gloves up and your chin down. Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed it, try and check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and RSS. My name is Darren Falco from the Kakatogi Fight Forum. Thank you very much, and us.